We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hey besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh my god, I love this podcast so much, you guys. I don't have time for this week. Imposter syndrome. Toddler, sick. Do I do with that? Thank you. Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring. It's Friday. No adornment to that. It's just Friday. Happy Friday, folks. It's six weekends till Christmas, y'all. Oh, she did it. She went there. I went there. She brought up Crimbo. I love Christmas, y'all. So do I. We are big Christmas fans over here. And by the way, when we say we, for any new DLs who have joined us recently, Revs forgot to introduce us as per usual. I'm Kate Reeves. And I'm Gemma Peanut. From the gram. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Imagine if you just rolled up to Bestie Hotline as your first taste of the show. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go back. Yeah. Bestie Hotlines are a bonus Friday little schnippity dippet episode. Schnippity dippity doodah. Yeah, you need the full girth. <laughs> our Tuesday apps. So if you're starting here, duck into a Tuesday app. Yeah, go back. Look, we didn't do one last week, but that's cool. One is coming on Tuesday. You'll be fine. So anyway, Christmas is coming. How do we feel about it? Well, you know, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it, when you have school-aged children? Mm. Because, yay, Christmas is coming, summer holidays, some time off work, fun, and then eight weeks or six weeks school holidays, Mm. depending on where you go to school. So, um, you know, never looking forward to that. I feel like Christmas comes earlier and earlier in terms of businesses, Mm. a.k.a. Goliath companies are like, we need to get into their psyche now that they need Mm -hmm. to shop now, Mm -hmm. now, 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 now. And now that Halloween's done. Yeah, we're on the downward slope. Yeah, it's it's reached peak frenzy. Time to shop. to the bells, high sounding bells, born is the king. Quick, get your tree skirt before they sell out. Hey. Hey, hey, that is straight up shade mm-hmm. to my Instagram. Mm-hmm. DLs for context. Target. I'm going to support Goliath business here, but they do amazing, beautiful, whimsical, woven. Do you know who does better ones? Temple and Webster, baby. Fuck off. And it'll come tomorrow if you order it today. So, you know, fuck you, Target. Kmart, whatever. Everyone's welcome. We can get our tree skirt. <laughs> what is a tree skirt and why do we need it? Because the bases of fake yeah, yeah, skirts yeah. are yeah. ugly. Yeah, true. Okay? It's just awkward. True. Proby metal that sticks out the bottom. True. It's not pretty. Revs. All right. Come enough. on, art director. Yeah, I know, I know. How dare you? Where did you go? You just I'm departed your body. I'm to a... be chill. I do love a tree skirt. I'm getting a real tree this year. Why? Because I don't have storage. Fair call. Yeah, so I'm getting a real treat because it comes and then it's out in the street. It's so funny how people try and justify one or the other. Yeah, you yeah, always yeah. see it on Instagram every year. You see the people who buy real trees talk about, oh, I bought it from an environmentally friendly yard. Yep. That sustainability Supporting focus. a charity. Meh, 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 meh. Oh, the aroma. You can't get past the pine needle smell. Yeah, for like one day and then, it's, then it starts to die. Yeah, and then the artificial tree <laughs> folks. Are like championing how great this is for the environment. Sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Look, I did have my eye on a pre lit Christmas tree, and then I was like, where am I going to keep it for the other 11 months of the year? 
and I don't have an answer for that. So we're going real. But I do love Christmas. I do love it so. Oh, God. I just had a moment where I was like, we're going to start Elf on the Shelf chat soon. Yep. And I'm not ready, Rebs. It's still in the first half of November. Yeah. I'm still recovering from Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, is another holiday to mm-hmm. get all American on your ass. Mm-hmm. I love that- an American on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but Halloween has gone on steroids in Australia yeah, now. Yeah. Like it's not what it was. I remember rolling around my neighborhood as a 12-year-old knocking on undecorated homes <laughs> being like trick or treat and they're and like people, oh fuck oh, is that today uh, oh. yeah okay, Here, have no, no. 10 bucks yeah. well or they go oh yep just give me a sec run to the pantry open a brand new packet of tim tams yeah. and they're like here you go obviously oh, bar one each yep and like i went trick oh, this is a main ep chat but anyway whatever i went trick-or-treating in queensland mm-hmm. last week and um my sister came. My sister has little kids. Like her eldest is three and he came along and she's like, why are all the kids calling it candy? And I was I like, know. YouTube, baby. I know. Me and my cousin at the same time answered in unison, YouTube. It's so fun. <laughs> I know. It's anyway, lollies. We're America now. We're losing our culture. Anyway, who called the bestie hotline today? Let's look after Let's- a DL and turn her dilemma into dilemmonade. Hey besties, you know what I don't have time for? My daycare operator sending me passive aggressive texts after hours. Now, Jem, I'll give you a bit of context because I know you love context. (laughs) It's a family daycare, so she's the only person I have to deal with on a daily basis, which, you know, usually is great, but when things go bad, it's a nightmare and I'm now losing sleep over it. She's basically insinuating that my son is the reason other kids are getting sick, even though I keep pulling him in and out of daycare. I've taken him to two separate doctors, both who have said he's not not contagious he just like every other kid in daycare has a constant sniffle and a cough which won't go away on top of that I questioned a lunch option which was corn thins which I really don't feel like has any nutritional value and her response was I should probably start packing my son's lunch instead I don't have time to get up in the morning and pack a lunch and worry if she's going to message me five minutes after he's dropped off at daycare that we have to go back and pick him up. I don't know whether I should cut my losses and pull my son out of there or whether I should just suck it up and keep him in there because most of the time he's happy. It's also incredibly convenient. More context... I'm pregnant and about to have a newborn baby, so it's walking distance for me, which means I don't have to get my son and a newborn into a car to get him to daycare. Um, I don't know really what to do. I would love some insight on this. Yeah, tricky. I got a lot of thoughts. Okay. I went on a journey listening <laughs> to her story. At first, I'll admit, I was like, cut your losses. This yeah. is causing you too get much out of stress. There. But then... The second baby factor coming along, the convenience of walking. There's value in that. Huge, huge. I remember when I first had Iggy, Rafa was in a daycare. I moved her from a family daycare. We'll Mm -hmm. get into that. So I do have experience with family daycare and I got some opinions on that as well. But we moved her to a daycare that was driving distance away. It was a fucking nightmare 
putting Iggy in and out of the car seat yeah. and having to strap him to me in order to have Rafa's bag, yeah. water bottle, shoes if she refused to wear them, yeah. trying to get her out. And on top of that, <gasps> that daycare was on a main road yeah. and it was hazardous as hell. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's not as simple as like, just get it, go to a different daycare. No. Plus what? you have to get into another daycare, which is a whole other process. And like there isn't enough change coming mm. for her child. Mm-hmm. To then resettle him or her. Did she say it was a little boy or a little girl? Little boy. Yeah, to resettle him Mm. into a new daycare, that's also very taxing. And you don't know where that's going to go as well. (sighs) It's another like suck it and see, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've never gone to family daycare. I like big institution-y daycares. I'll tell you why. Yeah, talk it up. No shade to family daycare. I know a lot of people love their family daycare and they have a really good scenario. I'm a person who needs expectations very clear. Mm. I need to know what is going to happen next. It's It makes me feel safe, mm. <laughs> like a toddler. But I couldn't handle if, like, the family daycare person wanted to go on holiday or was sick. I would be like, what, what, huh? What am I going to do? <laughs> you know, like, I can't handle that kind of thing. Or if it gets shut down from COVID. I don't know. I like the idea that there's lots of different carers. It's kind of like a school. It's run like a corporate machine. Mm-hmm. I like that. I also like the nutritional factor because when my kids were in daycare, I fed them whatever I wanted for dinner. It could be chicken dinos all the way because I knew they'd had like vegetarian dal with, you know, chicken skewers on brown rice for lunch because at those big institution, <laughs> but what do you call them? Those big corporate uh, daycares, yeah. they have all that. They've They're got a chef. chains, franchises. Chain, a franchise. Yeah. Like they have chefs or they like they buy in this food delivery from these like nutritional designed menus for your exact age of child, you know, and the kids eat it all because they're sitting at the table and they'll potty train them for you and all that. I like that. I like the like mall version of a daycare. (laughs) I couldn't handle, one, being accused of bringing the germs. Come on. Like every kid has germs. And like sometimes, yes, you brought the germs and sometimes, yes, you received the germs. You know, you're just taking the germs back to whence they came. Okay. My kids have been in a variety of daycares. Yes. They've been in family daycare. That's where they started. Mm -hmm. Then they moved to a family owned daycare. Okay. Then they moved to the big farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Big daycare. Yep. Franchise, you know, with an appointed director style daycare. That didn't work for us. And then we've moved the kids back to a family owned daycare. Okay. Few thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't throw shade. I'm not throwing shade. Actually, do you know what? I know it's about me. No, no, totally. I declared that. It's my shit. Can we just preface this whole episode with we love all daycare educators. It's Oh, my God. We actually do. It's the unsung hero's job. Like, you guys are fucking legends. And obviously every kid has a different requirement. What works for one kid doesn't necessarily work for another kid. And you're definitely underpaid and there's not enough support from the government. All of that stuff. Yes. Okay. Just covering our bases so we don't get cancelled by anyone. (laughs) However, the benefits of family daycare for people who have never sent their kids there is it's a softer transition into daycare life Mm -hmm. because family daycare is always one carer to four kids. Mm -hmm. Now, the benefit of it, and this is what blows my mind about this DL, is that to only have four kids a day minimises sickness. Mm. This was my experience. Rafa and Iggy didn't get sick at family daycare 
because there's not enough kids to yeah. send it around. Yeah. Bigger daycares when you have groups of 10, sometimes 20 or so, like... Someone's always got a green snotty nose. There's a lot of cross-contamination yeah. between age groups in the playground sometimes. Gross. Like hand, foot and mouth, conjunctivitis. That's sh- Yes, it can run rife mm-hmm. in a bigger centre. Mm-hmm. So I think she's got a really prickly... Mm. family daycare educator who's sort of getting hung up on sickness like sometimes I'm a bit like is it just that you want fewer kids because it makes your day easier Mm. I don't know like we have to give some leeway to parents like snotty nose and as RDL said she's got proof from doctors so she's done that trip we all know that annoying trip to the fucking doctor where you just need that letter that says they're fit enough to return and how annoying it is but you've got you've got to give a little with family daycare. Mm. I hate that anxiety of feeling like I'm sending my kid to daycare today. Will I get the call in ten minutes? That's mm. a very real yeah. thing, and we many of us have experienced it. It's awful because you feel like you can't get on with your day. You feel it's the I can align it with that feeling of is my kid going to sleep through the night tonight? Yeah. Yep. What time do I need to send myself to bed? There was a period at Rafa's and Iggy's current daycare where they were cracking down on sickness. And I thought I thought they were pretty strict, mm. like a little aggressively strict. What kid in winter doesn't have a runny nose? Mm-hmm. And the domino effect for a family is huge. huge. Now I know they can, and send, you're still paying. Oh, exactly, you don't get the money back. Yes, and I and I understand that they can stand their ground and say, well. We can't get our educators sick. We can't have this. So I see it from both sides. It's like one family has to cop it for the greater good of the other families. I get it. You can't send a contagious, gross, green snot coughing kid. But that's different, Rev. Yes. Look. A sniffle or a bit out of sorts is not. And parents know their kids. You know when they need a day at home versus when they are full of beans, 10 out of 10 energy. Yeah, but someone's sending their kid to get it in there. Do you know what I mean? To get the sickness in there. Someone's Mm. going, I'll be right. And then everyone else pays for it. I think every parent has been, just dose them up with Nurofen, send them in. They'll be right. Well, now we know who's doing it in freshwater. It happens. (laughs) I'm not saying it's me, but, you know, that shit happens. Now, I've got opinions about the food thing. Okay. Our convince something to worry about yeah maybe let that go I think that's if I'm honest to me that's a small rock yeah it's not like (laughs) they're feeding your kid fucking a block of Cadbury's chocolate for lunch like a corn thin I'm like that's okay yeah and yes it might not be substantial compared to say a bowl of pasta but kids can survive on a light corn thin with some avocado or something like for me I'm like let that go yeah and I think if you have a problem with what they're feeding the child then you should take exactly what the daycare educator said which is take it on board to bring your own lunch Mm -hmm. I will say the family daycare my kids went to we had to pack lunch for them it wasn't even an option she didn't provide lunch was it cheaper than a larger daycare yes okay it was more affordable so how do they make that work they've only got four kids Mm -hmm. so like is it worth it for them well if they're put think of it this way so our family daycare was 124 dollars a day oh my god okay wow that's still a lot yeah but my kids current daycare is like 160 yeah yeah and i yeah i know of one around here that's 185 185? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually I my sister was looking for her youngest who's mm. only one. Mm. 200 bucks. Wow. 200 bucks a day. She's like, what job is worth that? That is madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they've got four. It's like four or 500 bucks a day for them. So that's worth it. 
Okay. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not nothing. And then times it by five days. Yeah, I agree with the challenges of a family educator going on holiday because yeah. that is a real thing. Yeah, and they've but, got to have that break. But also, it's their job to give you heaps, heaps of, of notice. notice. Yeah. So our family daycare lady would say, "I'm taking a full three weeks off over the Christmas period," and she'd give us notice in July. Yeah, great. So we could majorly prepare for okay it. and they would never like sub someone in yes so there are times where she had to go to the doctors you know people get unwell you yeah can't expect things them happen to be well 365 days a year she had a backup okay yeah who she could draw from who okay. was experienced and again she did a really good job of communicating with the parents i'm bringing this person in intermittently every yeah. couple of weeks so the kids are familiar with her and so that when i have to go for this routine operation for example the kids will be in good hands. Great. Yeah. So okay. I, look, I do think that not all family daycare educators are created equal. Well, like all teachers aren't created equal or yes. all franchise big daycares aren't created equal. I've been in some bad big daycares and some good ones. Look, my kids were in one that just did not work for them. The care didn't feel particularly tailored to them. And I'm not a high maintenance Karen no. mum, you know. No, you're like, here you go. Off you go. Have fun. See you at five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty chill. But reflecting back on my kids being at that daycare, I could see a lot of reasons why it didn't really work. I think for our DL, it's worth sticking out and maybe, yeah, like you said, figuring out what you can let go. Mm. Like I think the convenience when you're about to have a newborn to walk there when he and she said he's mostly happy there. Yeah. So that's great. If he's happy, happy to go off, that's going to be a massive deal mm-hmm. when you've got a newborn for him and for you to make that easy. I would, yeah, maybe just like pick your battles with yeah. what, you're texting her about so then you don't have to deal with her after hours exactly and to be honest we're coming into the warmer months mm. i feel like the sickness yeah it's hell lifting is lifting it's Touch gonna wood. ease up <laughs> uh. didn't jinx it here i promise you but i do think that side of things will improve mm. so if you're about to have a baby yeah make it e- i've really done a 180 you have at the start honestly when she started talking i was like well this is obvious you need to get your kid out but now i'm not so sure yeah when I was at one of a big chain daycare once, Isla was two and a half, but they put her in with the three to four year olds because advanced. She was humble brag. <laughs> Not even a humble brag. It was kind of like really okay, overt brag. But then I toilet trained her right, and they she had one accident, and they started putting a nappy on her every day, no. and I was like, guys, guys, you're undoing the good you're work, undoing all this work I've done, and they're like, well, we really can't mop up after her every day. I was like. I'm wear out. What? What? What do you mean? Like, yeah. you must have lots of kids toilet training, or like, you know, having an accident every now and then. You can't mop up after her. Fuck off. Yeah, not cool. Bye. Also, that one was in an area where all the kids got picked up around three because it was a big tradie area, mm-hmm. and they would like, you know, clock off. They'd be they'd go early, but clock off early and come and get their kids at three or whatever. And my kids are sitting there till five, five like dum de dum de dum. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> get them out. Get them out. Yeah, I think like with school and my philosophy on that, you've got to fit the school to, to the, the kid, kid. not yep. the kid to the school. Yeah, totally. What didn't work for my kids would work perfectly for other families exactly, and vice versa. And I think if he's happy there, I would stick it out for this transition coming up, especially the convenience of the... You're right. Getting into a car with a newborn and a toddler. It's a fucking shit fight. It's a proper special kind of torture save just for this chapter of your life. Truly. I was talking with a mate the other day. He's got kids the same age as me. And um, we were saying... There's such a level up that happens when every kid can just get themselves into the car. Like it's such 
a game changer. Revs, I fantasize. Oh, it's so good about a future without car seats. Oh, it's beautiful. Where they can just get in. Yeah. Click, click, and everyone gets car. themselves in, clips in. You're like, belts on, put yes. the songs on, off we go. And when I go to Pilates in the morning and I pick up my friends, they don't have to clamber <laughs> over the car seats and sandwich themselves <laughs> <Yes>. in between. <sighs> You've just got an actual five-seater again. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams. Dreams. Goals. It happens. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. It's coming. Well, happy Friday, DLs. Listen, um, we have to be a bit thirsty. We've Here got we some, go. We've got something to ask of you. And we're going to ask it of you again in Tuesday's episode. We just ask you to be patient with us. Or, or just like do it now and then we'll stop. Oh, we won't. Uh, the Australian Podcast Awards are coming up and your girls want to win Listener's Choice. Okay? For context, for any new DLs. <laughs> that was very aggressive of me. I apologise. I was like, just do it, all right? Look. There's no simple way of asking. It's like when you want people to donate. You're like, hey, can you donate? Yeah, can you, yeah. I if feel you really can. bad if you yeah. can. And we're going to do the same thing in the same tone. If you can. <laughs> if it tickles your fancy. If you've got fingers and a phone. Yeah. Can you throw us a vote? Yeah. Deals. Last year, we made the top 10. Of all the podcasts in all the land. In all. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wild, wild for a new potty. Yes. Like, you guys really fucking backed us. Yeah, you rallied. And honestly, at the awards, other industry people were like, who dis? Yeah. We were like the little podcast that could. Like, they couldn't believe that We Don't Have Time For This was in the top 10. Exactly. Really fucking cool. Can we challenge Life Uncut? Oh, my God. We'll never take them. Look, Life Uncut, I think. They're going to win. They win it every year. They win it every year. And power to them. They're much loved. But But can we get in there? Let's get in there. How cool would it be to, like, stealthily usurp them? (laughs) You know? (laughs) They love it. No, look, we are big fans of Laura and Britt of Life Uncut. We hung out with them at last year's awards. It was a good time. Yeah, look, Rebs makes it sound like we're friends with them. Best friends. We were (laughs) starry-eyed. We were nervous. We fangirled. Okay, they're awesome. We got a photo. <laughs> but imagine. Yeah. If we dethrone them. If we dethrone them. They won't them. see it come for their crowns. So, you know, get, get your phone into your hot little hands. And it's, guys, I'm not just saying this. It's so fucking easy to vote. All you have to do is put an email in. Yeah. We will put the link in the show notes. Yeah. We're going to harp on about this for a couple more weeks. We appreciate your patience. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. So female. Do you know? It's like, please vote for us. I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry to ask. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. If it's okay, would you mind? Let's dethrone those bitches. <laughs> yes, What's right. better than one mum? Two mums. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, dear. We love you guys. We'll get out of your ears. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back in your ear holes on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Ta-da. Bye-bye.